Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. And it's time to remember that the Houston Astros have never won a World Series against the NL East. Thanks a lot for that. Just coming in hot. It's important that everyone listening to this program is fully aware that my Houston Astros, since I'm a day one fan from the from the time they were created as a a young Houston asteroid to the time that they now have become the rose of strowing, that they have never one time in World Series play beat the NL East, and they never will. Okay, well, let's uh, let's address a lot of this right yes. now. Yes, undress a lot. So why is it the Astros and not the Phillies for your bandwagon fandom? The aren't, ha- the, aren't the Phillies closer to the Cardinals than the Astros? Just because there are they, there more ex-Cardinals on the Phillies than on the Astros? They beat because, as St. far Louis as I Cardinals. know, there's zero on the Astros right now. If the Astros were playing the St. Louis Cardinals, that would be an NL Central team, and they would have a chance, but they do not against the Phillies of the NL East where they would lose the World Series against Bryce Harper and the fighting Philadelphia fanatics of Phillyville. Okay, I like the pinstripes. I like the <laughs> fanatic. But besides that, God, I like Bryce Harper too. He's so good. What's not to like about this Philadelphia Phillies team? I'm Except a- for that they're paying the best team in the league right now, the Houston Baseball Astros. On the count of three, let's spell Cindergard. One, two, three. S-Y-N-D-E-R-G-A-A-R-D. I wouldn't have got that. I got it. On the count of three, let's spell Real Mewtwo. R-E-A-L-A-M-U-T-O. Language of origin? Baseball. I believe that's Italian. Yes. I am Fred Slow, you are Van Nunley, of course. Robert's not here. Robert took the day off on assignment, Van. Do he had it. a lot of sick leave piled he, up. I don't, do we get that? Griffin, check my sick leave. See where I'm at. <laughs> Griffin, I need to know, can I, can I burn out of the program early today? I got a, I got a to-do list like you wouldn't believe. I'm just kidding. Whenever it comes, October is the one day where you don't want to miss a day of sports talk radio. Oh, no. October, the one we'll day. The one it. month. The one month. It's the one month where every day in October is better than the day that preceded it, and every day is the best day. Well, I think you're referring to every single one of our programs, but October especially. No, I'm not talking about the doldrums of June. (laughs) I'm a big June guy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I want to do in July? I want to get away. That's June is a celebratory month of, you know, everyone can love anyone. And then also uh, you can love any sport in June, I think. Yeah. There's only three sports. Let's make that parallel. <laughs> There's pro baseball, pro football, and pro wrestling. Those are the only three sports. Okay, we've had the intersection talk recently. We need to have the wrestling talk. Wrestling is entertainment. That is not a sport. I was very entertained by the NLCS yesterday and the ALCS, although the ALCS was a little more uh, academic for me. That's what I thought the ALCS would end up being. I thought Houston would roll. I thought Houston would grab late leads. I thought Houston would hold on to those. I thought the Yankees would collapse. Kind of all those things I thought would happen. This Philadelphia yeah. Phillies team, though, oh wee boy. 
They're the team of destiny. They're built to win playoff series. Two stud starters. Three. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. They can th- be lights out anytime. Syndergaard. They got some hu- – Syndergaard. He's a shell of himself. You stop. Lights are bright. Be reju- like Superman in front of the sun. He'll c- come back to life. He'll be on earth, but he'll be heavenly. He looks part Targaryen, but he does not play part Targaryen. Part what? Targaryen. What is that? That's the ruling family from the House of Dragons. All right. We, uh, looks like Noah Syndergaard's cousins. So I've found that your my pro wrestling is your Lord of the Rings. Uh, big Star Wars guy. Big Star Wars yeah, house over here. Lord, Lord of the Rings, not so much. Is that the same? No, that's nothing, a different one. Nothing against Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Swords and sandals. Sword, you're not a swords and sandals I guy. try, though. Outside of Gladiator. I love Gladiator. I really like Russell Crowe. You like all crows. No, that's not you true. You like the bird? Mm-hmm. You like the black crows, the band? The, mm, just, You're fastly growing crow's feet around your eyes. Just Adam, You're a big crow guy. Just Adam Durbitz, really. Yeah. It's kind of the black crows, mm-hmm. counting crows. Oh, uh, counting. You like to count them, too. Yeah. See, there's another one. When you go to bed and you can't sleep, you don't count sheep. I collect objects I find in the yeah. street, like anything that reflects light. Yeah, you do. It's, it's very crow. Anything shiny, you pick it up immediately. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to eat after I talk about the Houston Astros. Yeah. So there's that. I'm yeah. a big crow guy. When, uh, when the Astros go 11-0 and this playoffs and also sweep the Phillies just like they've done to the Mariners and Yankees, you will be eating your favorite bird and band. One more? You get one more? <laughs> and counting method. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> We sat down this morning on a podcast that you and I have been a part of called Going Oppo. You can find it at goingopposhow.com. You, I, and Ryan LaVarnway. And we sat down and had a pretty fun conversation with Ernie Clement, uh, who, who played for the Guardians last year and this year, and obviously played finished the season with the Oakland Athletics. And we were talking about the playoff and kind of what it is here for the guys to be in these situations. And the Yankees, we're going to talk about right now, at the end of the game against the Astros. The Astros go ahead in the seventh by two yesterday. And the way that their bullpen is laid out every single – it's and this is all Major League Baseball, thanks to Tony LaRusso, the revolutionary in the game. Seventh, eighth, and ninth. You tell yourself that all you want. It's, how is That's that cool. not true? That's 100% That's fact. That's America. You could do that. You would not have double set up, save, the way that it currently exists without Tony LaRusso. Everyone knows that. The Eck? The Eck would not be the Eck. Raleigh Fingers predates Eck and Tony LaRussa. Okay, Raleigh Fingers is the exception to the rule. The rule, Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa? Thank you. You're welcome. By the way, he ruined the White Sox season. The White Sox should be playing in the World Series instead of the Astros right now if it wasn't for Tony LaRussa. There's no way that's true. (laughs) Astros would be here no matter what. They would. Well, probably. Yeah. They're, they're at, so good and so deep in every facet of the game. There's not like a overwhelming weakness the way that I see weakness. Zero. There's zero. Yeah. There's not a hole in the lineup. There's the bullpen is crazy good. Obviously the starters, and to be able to do what they did against the New York freaking Yankees, who were a fully operational Death Star. Like the way to go up there and handle them in business and be at how many wins in a row is it now in the postseason? All right, seven straight for the Astros. And it's it going to be 11. Could be 11. Here in about a week and a half. But I'm telling you, the grandstand, the stage that Bryce Harper now has, and I'm not conspiracy guy. Like, I'm not. I promise you. But 
Major League Baseball will do their absolute best to set not just the Phillies up for success, but to be competitive. Because what Major League Baseball needs is more than four games here in the World Series. Or, now hear me out, uh-huh. a sweep is good for baseball. Because the Astros are already the bad guys. And if they just establish this kind of dominance and win 11 in a row in the playoffs, that's an it erases the asterisk, and it makes them relevant again. And if the Astros win this and the world gets to see that they're fun to watch, they got big personalities, there's only four people left on the roster. It won't be that, though. From the 17 team. They get to finally go over on the American audience, and they realize, hey, this Altuve guy, he's great. This but, Alex Bregman guy, he's great. Oh, my God, the young Jordan Alvarez, so fun to watch. He's deadly every time he comes up to bat. But it won't translate that way. So it won't translate, like, fun and engaging and energetic and, and like, face of Major League Baseball. It'll translate as, like, cocky, and it'll translate as, like, standoffish and combative. And it'll be, like, the guys who think they're bigger and better than the game because they cheated at one time. Like, the national audience is not going to take them in at face value because preconceived notion is so insanely high on anyone who wears a Houston Astros jersey post the Lance Berkman playing days. <sighs> There's a Lance Berkman reference. I was yeah. waiting for it. I, that's I what wa- it is. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to let it go in the first segment, but here it is already. Well, if, so- that's the, if that's the situation, great, because everyone needs a bad guy. Everyone needs a villain. Mm-hmm. There has to be a heel for there to be a face, right? So, yeah, but at me- WrestleMania, the good guy wins. And that's the thing here with the World Series, where Major League Baseball wants the Phillies to be competitive. Now, do they want them to win? I don't think they would hate that, but they won't, they won't cheat the game. They won't dirty the game. But they will give the Phillies every opportunity to be competitive and be successful, and you won't end up with weird stats like, the Mariners played more innings against the Astros than the Yankees did in the playoffs in one less game, blah, blah, blah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, with you, more strikeouts. Right. Yeah. Like, you have, to have, you have to have the most balancing of the playing field possible by Major League Baseball. And this is going to sound awful because I'm like a play-by-the-rules guy, but against the Astros because it seems to be leaned in such a favor to if them. If you're going to cheat against somebody, it should be That's the cheaters. correct, yeah. Right? And I'm not saying baseball is going to cheat. I don't know that. But what I am saying. In the NFL, if, like, if some coach is going to bend the rules, it's going to be against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. For it to be like a slap on the wrist? Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, I mean, look who we cheated against. Like, in baseball, they're like, well, okay, we're just cheating the Astros. Well, they tried to cheat yeah. us. Well, and, and there is something to be said against like the big brother of it, right? Or like the Because the, to a lot of baseball fans, like, they know the guys on the Houston Astros, but they're just the faceless, like, corporate cheaters, sold out the game, this kind of thing. It's the same thing. And five years ago. Five years ago. Let's not act like this was yesterday. Hey, but here's the thing. We just celebrated. The, te- the team that they just beat, the Yankees, yeah. have cheated since they cheated. Not to the extent, but this also literally happened in baseball. Both the Red Sox and Yankees, supposedly Mariners, supposedly Rangers, supposedly right. Brewers supposedly half the league has cheated since the Astros cheated. But for whatever reason, here we are. We're the bad guy. Let's fall on the sword for baseball. And I don't mind it. That, like, yeah, no, you're correct. You, everything you're saying from Astros viewpoint fan and baseball fan, 100% correct. The problem that it's, it's not that, that level or saying it was an approach from regular fan of the game because of this. Aaron Judge 
21 years after Barry Bonds said it, Aaron Judge broke, quote-unquote, the home run record this year, and it was able for baseball fan to, to kind of wipe the slate of that record. And we fixed the wrongs, and now everything's right. That same fan wants Philadelphia to do that to Houston, and that was only five years ago. Everybody outside of Houston, Texas, wants the Astros to lose. If you look, like a, if you look at a heat map of who you want to win the World right. Series, there's going to be a big bright dot on Houston, a tiny itty-bitty bright dot on Albuquerque, New Mexico because of Alex Bregman, right. and then everyone else in the country wants the Phillies to win. Albuquerque does not want the Astros to win. Not as not in the way that they should. Not in the way that they should. Not in the way that they should. Because there should be what you are describing, which is hands down, like, unabridged. This, be, this town should be painted navy and orange yeah. to support their boy, Alex Bregman. There should be number two flags everywhere. 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 But On every car. It. Yeah. And look what happened last week. I called out this city to support the Astros and support Alex Bregman yeah. last Thursday. And what did he do? He hit a three-run home run. That was the difference in the game. Mm -hmm. He is showing out for you. He's putting on a show for you, and he's getting no love. Because of association. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And here's like, and I'll be that guy real quick too. Like guys that were part of that, which no longer are, because what did we say? There's four or five of them four left, yeah. from five years ago in the scandal. Yep. Guys like, like Correa, who, goes to other, who go to other teams and are just garbage. Like they're like – once you leave the cheating culture of the Houston Astros, you no longer know how to play the game the right way. There's very much a belief of that around baseball fans. But here they are. They're in their fourth World Series in six years. They've gone to six straight championship series. This is 90s Braves like domination of your league. Oh, God. Fans they, are like they that. Need, they need to break through and win another World Series to legitimize this run. But you have to stand back and be impressed at this Astros team because it hasn't been the same, you know, 12 superstar guys. They've rotated in and out of people this whole run. The only standing force is Jose Altuve. Everyone else has been rotated in and out throughout the years. Well, I, I do think that Bregman was, was a crucial part of five years ago, though. Yeah, I mean, that was literally his friggin' rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, contributed, right? And, sure. And right now you have the same thing with, what's the name of the shortstop, the rookie shortstop? Jeremy Pena. Stud, right? ALCS MVP. Can go. Yeah. Would be universally loved around Major League Baseball mm -hmm. if he didn't play for this team. Well, I think baseball fan realizes it's been five years and can take a step back and look at it. But, like, overly passionate guy – just like stuck in your stuck in your head, wanting to talk crap, guy. Still thinks the late he's 90s. He's not changing. Yeah, the he's guy. Not change, yeah, the guy who still thinks that the Will Ferrell SNL is the best SNL is the guy you're talking about. Sure. Yeah, like you have to be able to move forward. I agree, completely. But, but that's not the common conception. No, of, in of baseball world, in poetry, it's still the Astros are still yes. cheating. They shouldn't even be here. Yep. They should erase the whole franchise They're, off of the history of the so planet. That part is the extreme part. The part that should happen, according to baseball fans, is they get their come up in this year. Because after you lose this one, now you can redeem. Deem. Now you can head on back because it, with the way you write a three-part like like series is this is that big failure in the middle. That makes them reassess their ways, and they get rid of all of them. The five guys who help them get blah, blah, all this, and it's, hey, we're on the come up again. We've, we've shaved old regime. Like, we're, the, we're behind, what's our cast name? Pena. Like, we're behind the new face of. We're this thing. And 
rises the Phoenix. But you have to lose this one. Well, the Astros are all in on Pena. They're all in on Kyle Tucker. They're all in on Alvarez. Yeah. They want these guys to be the core of the franchise going forward. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to get rid of future Hall of Famer Jose Altuve. They're not going to get rid of perennial MVP candidate Alex Bregman. These guys are going to be the core going forward. Because the Astros, they're, whether they keep Justin Verlander or not, Don't whether they win the World Series or not, whether they keep Justin Verlander or not, they're going to be good for a decade because they have this core. Justin Verlander not in the mix on these guys, though, because he was a pitcher, and I don't feel like he's looked at the same way. Well, he wasn't even on that team. As the chief, Well, good point. I, yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. But, I mean, like the whole pitching staff to me doesn't catch the heat the way that the two like position guys that were on the infield at the time, Altuve and Bregman, and then who's in the outfield at that time? 44? No, he wasn't no, up yet. No, he wasn't there yet. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. Really, just Bregman and Altuve. No one else matters. Yeah, Bregman and Altuve are the stalwarts yeah. from that team. They're the, the faces of that team. The only one that gets booed, even though I might remind everyone, Jose Altuve was one of the two guys, only two guys on the roster that refused to use the cheating methods, Altuve and Josh Reddick. But Altuve gets all the boos yeah. every time he shows up to bat. And he literally refused to use the method. And Josh Reddick is, like, celebrated in every circle he's ever been in, regardless of what profession. Yes, no exactly. Matter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Universally praised and loved. The boys are live at Howie's Sports Page. We're here all night for Monday Night Football. we got a bunch of halftime giveaways, obviously free food, drinks with us. We'll be hanging out to the end of this one. Monday Night Football is going to be good tonight, so we're excited about that. A lot of NFL talk when we get back. we got a lot of Lobo stuff on our mind, too. Lobo stuff is going to ha- – Lobo stuff has got me fired up. We're on a short program today because we're at 530. We'll give you little tidbits, but we'll definitely dive in deep throughout the week. That's going to be a thing. Sure. We're at the YMCA tomorrow. That will be a lot of fun. Robert will be returning to the program. It's two men on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico Lunch Van. We have our lunches over at the 66 Diner. You yeah, already know that. I don't go every day. That's a lot of days to go. Go some days. Not every day. Some days. Well, you got to mix it up. Gotta they do have up. an extensive menu, but you will go through everything eventually. You'll, you'll go through it all. you got to keep it fresh. This Halloween, you're going to enjoy a party and some festivities. Do it with our friends at New Mexico's Vodka. That's Teller Vodka. And Monday nights are right here at Howie Sports Page. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Come armchair quarterback with the opening drive. Weekday morning starting at 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I'm into this. I like this one a lot. Okay. Check it, check it out. You know what I'm about. Taking babes down. I need to get into, like, um, cooler music. I've been struggling lately. So there was this new Taylor Swift album that came out. Did you see this? Midnights. Midnights. Yeah. Griff, did you listen to Midnights? Not yet, but I'm super excited. Okay, yeah. Well, don't be. So it is, full spoiler alert, it's one song. The whole album is one belly up to the bar, grind your beer on the counter, for the entirety of the night, like, un, 
meliotic, okay, like lazy, like cash grab. So, so basically, can it be compared spot- to like the Pink Floyd album where you could play? Oh no, no, it- that's no, no, good. no, that's good. No matter what you're doing, that's good. So what you're describing, Fred, is she thinks she's Bob Dylan without the speech she impediment. She thinks she's Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift thinks that her. And by the way, rich people problems. Sure. Like, this is why Eminem hasn't put out a banger in 20 years. He got rich. He got rich. He got sober and healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you have you actually yeah. have no turmoil. Mm-hmm. But this Midnight's thing, and now with, with Kanye West obviously, like, being anti-Semitic, yeah. like, like, you're kind of out of new, like, trustworthy music. Like, there's, like, where are the bangers at? Because everyone that you're supposed to love, you can't love because they're terrible now. Well, I mean, your boy, Pinky's Out Music Fan, is sitting right here. And I could turn you on to some really cool stuff from just about any genre, but I know you're going to hate it all. They, I like whatever <laughs> that rejoin was, I like that. Like, where is that song all the time? Is that on my Spotify? It could be. The other day, I'm it, like, go ahead. It, there's not enough Hollywood stars or Hollywood level musicians left for Taylor Swift to date to break up with them right, to write really, good yeah, songs that's again. A really good point. Now she has to invent problems for herself to write music. And now I guess it's like super sad to be yeah. a really good looking, successful, healthy millionaire. The you know who really should look out? Like and I'm not a guy that's like that's like, hey, like like don't fall in love, don't be that thing. But if she's really looking for fringe Bronson Arroyo better watch his back. Oh, okay. Because, like, if you're going to, like. He could, he's, like, the best of both worlds. He's the best of both worlds. Yeah. That's you could, what I'm saying. You s- could put the, the cornrows in, take him to the south side. Yeah. And then uh, put, a, put a suit on him and take him to, home to Mama's house for Christmas. Well, and <laughs> as far as, like, athletes who are musicians, uh-huh. he can go. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, like, you're going. I thought you meant his, like, the versatility of his look. You're going that he's like athlete, musician. Yeah. Probably a poet, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Due, like, to, due to his facial hair, I would guess he's done some poetry. There's a handful. Or at of, least spoken word. Like Deion Sanders should watch out because I know he had like a hit record. Mm. Like probably Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Manny Pacquiao. Like there's a list of musicians slash. If she needs a quick turnaround. John I mean, McEnroe. Pete Davidson's always there. No, he's not a musician or an athlete. I know, but he's just ripe for another rebound. He's just stupid available. Yeah. What was the name of the the lefty for the Giants? Uh, War seventy five. Put it over the top of his uh, head. Barry Zito. Barry Zito should uh, watch. Barry Zito because he can pl- he plays the heck out of the six string. Well, well, first off, Barry Zito and Taylor Swift should have a collaborated collaboration album because he does like the soulful acoustic kind of Spanish guitar mm-hmm, influence mm-hmm. stuff that I think Barry Zito was probably a big influence on young Taylor Swift. If I was going to guess. Didn't Nick Swisher do an album? Like Did there's he a, really? Yeah. There's a bunch of those. Like Bernie Williams was one of those guys. Bernie Williams is a, a very talented Spanish guitarist. Isn't Doug, classical guitar. Doug Flutie's like a thing too. There's kind of a lot of athletes who can like Doug Flutie. I think so. Huh? Plays the drums. I believe it's literally in his brother's band. It's called like 
It's it's either called like Doug Flutie and the Boys, or it's like the Flutie Brothers Band, or the Doug Flutie Boy. If if he wasn't Doug Flutie, do you think he'd have a lot of success musically? If Doug Flutie no. was never the quarterback, I mean, obviously the answer, is and no. he was right here at Howie's <laughs> with a bunch of sestagenarians playing some rock and roll music. How do you think that'd turn out? For now the that crowd? you're naming the target demo, yes, I do think he would do well. Guys also <laughs> guys also looking for alternative careers, one Matt Ryan. Oh. Man, he's done. The Colts are going to sh- sit him down for not their second stringer, their third stringer. Sammy Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is going to leapfrog a Super Bowl MVP Sam Elliger? and a league MVP to make his first career start. Sam Elliger, if he was a pool shot, he would be missing the eight ball with an open table. Sam Ellinger <laughs> is the absolute dredge of NFL quarterback. He is – what's the name of the kid in Houston? Davis? Davis Mills. Da- he's Davis Mills bad. Like he, he deserves no place underneath a starting center – in the NFL. But, Fred, look at his, pe- his preseason numbers. They're great. <laughs> it's not real. That's not a real thing. I think Matt Ryan's done done. Yeah. I've seen a couple Colts games they, this year. They said his shoulder was done. Yeah. yeah. Probably they, a lie. They called it a separated shoulder on the injury report, but he just looked like he's got dead arm. It's like yeah. major league pitchers, sometimes they just hit a lifelong pitch count and their shoulder's done. This is what it looks like for Matt Ryan. When he tries to throw a deep ball, it looks like you're, like, shooting feathers out of a cannon. Like, it does not look like an NFL throw. I'm looking at him. Sam Ellinger. Did he play in Texas? Is that right? This sounds like a Texas name. Sounds like, he, hey, it sounds very cowboy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he was in the movie Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Matt Ryan's arm is dead because Sam Ellinger shot it. Like, it's, it seems like that kind of thing. Sam Ellinger is... Matt Ryan's laudanum dealer for his shoulder pain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy an opportunity at the quarterback (laughs) position. (laughs) Also, like, low-key, is this Andrew Luck's fault? Is this Carson Wentz's fault? Because it's not Matt Ryan's fault, right? No. If you want to do the Andrew Luck route, I get it. I see the progression. It's there, right? It is. The Indianapolis Colts front office's fault for not getting Andrew Luck an offensive line and making him force himself to retire early because he didn't want to be, I don't know, what's the verb here, Al lead later in his yeah. life? I don't blame the guy. Because he went to practice and looked at the offensive line and said, nah, fam, I'm good. Yeah. To me, this is a very offensive line. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who's this kid you drafted, 29. I'm sure he's going to end up being great. Um, what about a left tackle? You don't say. Could we at all? Or can I play with one of those preseason tea cozies around my helmet all year? That's, that might help. Actually, I think you can. Do you have that option? I think you can wear it all the time. NFL players are just so vain that they don't want an extra layer of protection. So we both know that's true. Yes. Yeah. There are guys so crazy to play football. Antonio Brown, that they will do their best to play without a helmet. They'll literally play with a helmet that was deemed unsafe. Yeah. This is how vain players are, that wide receivers 
who need their hands and their vision uh-huh. to catch a ball will put on a blackout visor. Right. That does not help you. No. That impedes you doing your job. Now, I know Robert's not here, and it might be hard for you to conduct this train by yourself, but go ahead and tell me how Baker Mayfield is going to be the solution for the Indianapolis Colts next season. Uh, somebody will try to trick me into it <laughs> yes. next offseason, and I'll probably fall for it again. Yeah, 100% will. You are a chump for that stuff. Hey, by the way, recognizing I put the Colts in the Super Bowl and thought Matt Ryan was going to be the absolute same. Truth. Yes, I had them winning the division. I, I didn't. I didn't think they were Super Bowl good, but I saw the division. Sure, I yeah. was like, I was like, this division is dumb winnable. Yeah, Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. Said idiots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just got to turn and hand it off to twenty nine. They should be fine, guys. That's the whole thing. That was me. Yeah. That was literally me. Yeah, okay. I don't care how good your running back is. If you have an NFL defense and they got eight men in the box, good friggin' luck. Because Matt Ryan can't throw the ball 25 yards. I hate that I have to Google who the wide receivers are for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is their number one. That's not good. Nah. Well, I mean, he's very talented. You just wouldn't know because he can't get the ball to him. There's no one. Paris Campbell is no one. Alex Pierce is our young guy. He's pretty good sometimes. He doesn't even have a photo on the team website. He's not good. Like, there's nothing there. If they had a quarterback, they throw Aaron Rodgers on the Colts. That's, that's their solution. Their best three players are Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, and Jonathan Taylor. Their best three players are Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Because Shaq Leonard is on the IR, and he's their only other good player. Also, are they low-key super mad that Carolina is beating them to the sell-it-all, get-rid-of-it-all, like, movement? Yeah. that's what Indianapolis needs to do with Taylor. Like, like John Taylor's got to go. Like, you are – like, tank for Tua. Like, do sure. whatever you got to do right now. The Panthers are trying to get their best shot at Victor Wimbayama. It's a, it's a basketball player. It's a whole other thing. More NFL talk whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Symbiana and JJ Bach. Wake up with the opening drive on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Low five beats right here. This is what, what I like to listen to when I'm like doing my work correspondence, answering emails, doing some busy work. I don't set myself up during that time for stuff. If I'm like, hey, I got to do something, I just sit down and do it. I don't – I always felt like building, like, atmosphere and mood was like a waste of my time. When you could just be working. When I could just be working. You're wasting your time putting on relaxing music. Yeah, I don't need it. Just you could just sit there and be super anxious. Well, it's not, it's not anxiety. <laughs> it's like – it seems like wasted effort. I'm now, into it. 
I, Sometimes I'll put on some, like, ocean sounds maybe, something relaxing. None of your aspect of this job, because we work together, obviously, involves creativity. Like, I don't know why you would need, like, any sort of, like, atmosphere. To not drive myself insane, mostly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. It's a mental health okay, decision yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. I feel a lot of, like, that kind of stuff for me. You know, I have to drive to Las Vegas every so often for, you know, for Highlands, whatever. Yeah. And like, like during those journeys, I'll be like, okay. Like, let's, like, like sp- I talk to my phone a lot. I'll be like, no, I'll note my phone. You know, so I'll be like, hey, why don't we do this with the program? Why don't we do this? Or cre- that to me. But I guess there is music on during that time. But I don't set it. It's like a passive thing. Okay. You just, like. Let the wind blow where it may. Yeah, whatever, like, whatever, like, which, whichever Taylor Swift album is in your disc changer at the time. That's just what you listen to. You know, I listened to Midnight's the day it came out. Like you that know that midnight, for a fact. Literally that midnight. When I was asleep by then, it was midnight. But like that next mornings, as I'm doing like my mornings routine, mm. I'm like, oh, I'll brush my teeth, I'll make the breakfast, like whatever, triple S, and I'm, I have the Taylor Swifts on, and I'm like. People who start their day with this every day are sad. Are sad. They're very sad. This is sad. It's not a way to start your day. This is not good. Yeah. I mean, you put that away for after a breakup. Yes. You put that out. You put that away till your cat dies. Mm-hmm. You don't start your day with that. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It's going to be a bad day. When that person you thought wouldn't does forget your birthday. Yeah. That's yeah. what you need Taylor Swift for. Wait. By the way, when's your birthday coming it's, up? It just happened. Okay. Yesterday? There you go. Sweet. So. You listened to a lot of Taylor Swift yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> I was through song number five, Bam. I was through the fifth song before I realized I wasn't on the first song. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a November rain, right? Doc, I looked down at my the song Spotify. song just keeps going. Just when you think it's over. Uh-uh. More November rain. Are you just like, this is the never-ending song? I literally... Well, because she put out that album that had 10-minute long uh, Taylor Swift Red 2 or whatever it was. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And then I was like, like, all right, like this is interesting to keep going. And then I had to call volleyball Friday night. So I'm trying to sneak in all the song titles into the broadcast. So I'm like, like, Uh, you know what I'm like? Well done. Yeah, thank Mm. you. So, like, I'm, I'm doing the volleyball game for Highlands, and I'm like, oh, you know, Black Hills doesn't pull this one out. It's going to be a lavender haze all the way home. And, <laughs> and people are like, what? What? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like. I don't think Las Vegas, New Mexico is Taylor Swift's target demographic. Because of snow on the beach? We're just going to do this. We're going to do this, right? <laughs> you know how uh, – <laughs> You know how some people are super proud that they're not a fan of something? Yeah. Like, I'll never watch a single game of House of Dragons yep. ever in my yep. life. No no matter what you tell yeah. me, I don't care how cool the dragon you, you, I don't care how cool the dragon CGI is. I'm never watching you that. You think I'll ever buy an Apple cell phone and support that communist Bill Gates? <laughs> That's my Taylor Swift. Yes. Like I don't I you could play could be life or death. Mm-hmm. Put a gun to my head. Not the 1989 say, album. It's a which, banger album. Which one of these songs is Taylor Swift? I wouldn't know. You just got to shake it off, bro. Nice. Love that. Nice. Yeah. I know that's a song. <laughs> it could be the end of your days and someone hands you a guitar. And you could have your teardrops on your guitar. Hold on. Was that all lyrics spliced together? That's all <laughs> song titles spliced together? <laughs> Dude, that's the best I can. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, don't There's, listen to it. But also listen to every song. 
Listen to every song so you know you hate it. Well, it sounds like I have no choice but to listen to every song once I start it. I took a stand a long time ago that it's not for me. There's a song called Midnight Rain, and it made me miss Prince. I already have my sad album. My sad album is Beck's Sea Change. The album Sea Change by Beck. It's him writing a beautifully crafted album. For a period of his life when he lost a family member mm-hmm. and broke up with his wife, divorced his wife. And it's very sad. And if I'm ever in Bummerville, I put that on and I'm like, it's not that bad, brother. Let's go. Then I play Run the Jewels and then I'm ready to go. The thing with Run the Jewels is their average is excellence. So, like, a lot of people would connect with that. Okay, that's those are more song titles, right? Those are more songs. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. I'm really not sure here. I wish I had a list in front of me and I'd play with you here. That's a Run the Jewels <laughs> lyric. Whenever we get back, more NFL talk. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Don't just friggin' sit there. Get in the game right now, right now at 888-922-0610. All right, cut it straight to the point. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are a shipwreck. <sighs> That's it. That's I'm the point. I'm going to sigh at your analogy. I'm not even going to respond. It's a very good analogy. Because <laughs> they, they're pirates. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the, the Tampa Bay. Is this finally the farewell tour? What everyone has been warning us about for like eight years. Finally, Tom Brady's old. It's like, is all the haters that have been saying since his late thirties, is it finally now? Man, it this- wasn't thirty-eight. It wasn't forty. It wasn't forty-two. Is it finally forty-five? Fan, this is not a farewell tour for Tom Brady. This is a three-hour tour. This is the worst. Tom Brady, every single Sunday for three hours, goes out there and throws it at guys' feet because he's so afraid of being touched at all. He can no longer play the position. His teammates are terrible. I love Tom Brady as I know him, and I love Tom Brady as I miss him. And this Tom Brady impersonator, this is, this is not the captain. This is, this is a joke. Hey, this is a guy going through some stuff. All right. This is what's happening. His kids are wondering why their father doesn't love them. His wife obviously knows. She went back to work. She was like, I'm getting a babysitter. If you're going to play football all year and you don't want to be my husband, you don't want to be a father of my kids, I'm just going to get a babysitter, and I'm going back to work. She is a supermodel again. She is not Tom Brady's wife anymore. And now Tom Brady is getting these insanely expensive child care bills from whoever I don't know. And now it's distracting him from the game. And then he's got a deal when he looks in the mirror and that ridiculous sucked-in Zoolander uh, blue steel face. He's got a lot going on right now. You could have said chiseled. And also, he's surrounded by losers. The same team that won the Super Bowl two years ago? It's not. Because that team had Bruce Arians. Because that team had leadership. This team has loser Todd Bowles, who Tom Brady beat for six straight years in a row in the AFC East when he was coaching for the Jets or coordinating for whoever. And he's like, 
I want to be the big, cool, strong guy around. I don't want anyone else's influence. I've had my dad, Bill Belichick, around me my whole professional career. I got my dad, Giselle, at home. I don't want to hang out with my dad anymore, Bruce Arians. I want this loser to come in and have loser results like he did his whole career as a coach. And that is exactly what has happened. And that paycheck that he now needs to pay that child support that you were talking about is diminishing because he's not hitting bony boys. And he's not getting to the point where he's making money and winning games. Well, money isn't a concern. That's true. That's 100% true. The child care bill's coming in. He just got to split them, right? And then once he's officially divorced, Giselle's going to have to pay him alimony. Like, she's got more money than him. Money isn't the issue. It's all the distractions that surround it. And by the way, his old father, Bruce Arians, is still just right there in the next office. He still works for the team. He still is controlling the roster and making, helping make decisions. The team's just hurt. No, Tom Brady. Tom Brady still has zip on the ball. He's still Tom Brady. He could still read a defense. His offensive line isn't protecting him, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have time to throw the friggin' ball. So it doesn't matter. But Last weekend was embarrassing. Here's the thing that you're not recognizing, and I think you are blinded by what Tom Brady used to be, you nostalgic loser. He has changed, and he's become the ultimate heel of all existence he ever knew. And I, I'm a guy who's been through this. Like, you've never been through this because you don't know true love. But fair. whenever you go through what he's going through, you ostracize everything. You create an environment that's so toxic upon to yourself, your only option is to physically escape that environment or you will kill yourself in it mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all those things. There's a reason. His best friend, Rob Gronkowski, is not on this football team. It's not because Rob Gronkowski can't play football. It's because Rob Gronkowski likes to party. Well, Wait, what? Doesn't want to be what Tom <laughs> Brady is, which is like like the sour and sour patch. Yeah. The guy that had pension for years and could have retired, but he's hanging on because he doesn't have anything else, Yeah. i.e. children and a family. And all these cowards are afraid to say, hey, Tom Brady, you suck now and should stop playing. No one would dare say that. No one. Tom Brady is going to have his bye week. He's going to get his uh, his baby blood and dolphin tear infusions, and then he's going to be back to being Tom Brady. He'll be back to Bruce. And they're going to have a great second half. Don't worry about it. Tom Brady will be back. That pact that he made with the devil 20 years ago, is it's still a binding contract. It never goes away. He hasn't broken his end of the deal. He's going to be good as long as he serves the Dark Lord and keeps up with all of his wishes. And he's going to be fine. Wait, this is just a, this is just a new talking point for us in the media. When Tom Brady has that second rehab, second half resurgence, and the Buccaneers are the best team again, and he wins another Super Bowl, and then he retires again, and then he re, and then he realizes that he hates his family again, and then he unretires again, and he's back next season again. You said, this is all going to happen. You Quote said, me. Serve the Dark Lord, Griffin. You, cut that. You meant preserve his body for the Green Bay Packers next year. He's going to do nothing the rest of the season. He's going to sit. He's going to rest. He's going to keep throwing the ball at everyone's feet every time someone comes around him, and then he's going to sign with a ready-made-to-win team in the Green Bay Packers as they ship off their nutjob quarterback to whatever West Coast city is willing to have him. And then he's South gonna, American city, more he, like. D- yes, yeah, hard yes. Sure. And then they're going to win one final because this can't be the last rodeo for Tom Brady. Because in the last rodeo for Tom Brady, he gets the golden whip or lasso or whatever is involved in a a 
rodeo, and, and he gets the, the hog or the goat or the cow, and he goes home a champion, gold on the belt. This season is over. He is done. Put in Sam Ellering's twin. If, if you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't necessarily need to be a West Coast team. It 100% has to be an AFC team. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the Ayahuasca Football Conference okay, that's... to where he can play with his spiritual peers and be able to be on the universal turquoise plane when he's riding the cloud waves into the Grand Meister's visions of eternal peace and love or something. Can you imagine? Because Aaron Rodgers is not the greatest to ever do it. He's just oh, he's, not. O- he's only the greatest statistically during the regular season. That's all. And yeah. he knows he is a failure compared to Tom Brady. He knows that for a fact. And what's interesting is that's why he has to keep going. With Tom Brady, who cemented himself as the greatest of all time, the GOAT, years ago. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the mental gymnastics you have to do to lose your relationship of 15 years, your family, your home life, just to get pounded on by dudes that were drafted last year because your offensive line doesn't know what they're doing. Your head is messed up. Both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady lost in back-to-back weeks when their team was favorites. Something's going on. Luke Markworth will join us when we get back. We're talking more football. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Sports Animal. Feeling like I'm higher. The world is on fire. They call it for Messiah. Wire. Transfers. Adding up a dire. Cancer. Ready, steady, cutting out the cancer. So come on, follow me. I walk you down the block to the bottom of the street. It's like the bottom of the beat. See the problem with the feet? Now, now batting, batting for the, for sports, the sports animal, animal your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two men, men on, Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the, the on-deck on circle, circle, Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And Luke Markwith, he's here too. Luke, what's up, brother? Oh, not a whole lot. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're enjoying it. Sounds like you're coming off the weekend a little bit. Got the little... Hey, it's the weather. It's the weather. It is the, the changing of the weather. It's green chili stew weather. The the yeah, winter baby. came in like winter. Today. Today. It yeah. was not here yesterday. Boys, I was emceeing a, uh, like a dog show yesterday. This is a real sentence. I was emceeing like a mutt masquerade, and what it was... Was there, there's a little click? Is okay, that us, ad- Griffin, or is adorable that adorable? Is what it was. There's so yeah. So we're doing this mutt masquerade. So it's like a fashion show for dogs. Okay. So as I'm I'm like emceeing and handling the whole thing, I'm like, why is it 70 degrees out? Like this is beautiful and perfect and everything is special. And then I woke up this morning. There's snow on the ground. So it's your fault for cursing the weather, just like it's Giselle's fault for cursing Tom Brady okay. by not building the altars anymore. Is that, that what that one. is? And, and with the nice weather, were we doing swimwear with this dog masquerade, or was it all <laughs> Halloween costumes? Or it was primarily you, you Halloween. would go yeah. straight there, Luke. Well, yeah, if it's it was, still seventy degrees. That's swimsuit weather. <laughs> yeah, they, you know. No, it was it was the cutest thing. It was uh, mutts from it was the mutt masquerade, and it was over at Marble Brewery downtown, and it was one dollar if every pint goes to Watermelon Mountain Ranch. Well, there's a good cause. Yeah, so it was it was just a banger of a day, and they did a bunch of adoptions, and everything went out and. Uh, I was hilarious, which is fun. 
which is a lot of fun. So anyway, good program, good time. Griff, let's do this. We got a little click on our end. Send us an early commercial, and we're going to fix this thing. And whenever we get back in as many seconds as it takes to get it done, uh, we'll be live from Howie's with Luke Markwith. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Don't just friggin' sit there. Get in the game right now at 888-922-0610. Back live from Howie's Sports page, and Griffin is a surgeon on her end when it comes to the world of technical and dealing with it. I believe all is resolved. Luke Mark with. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Great to be here, guys. We are watching Monday Night Football tonight here at Howie's Sports page. We're going to be hanging out all evening long. Free food, halftime giveaways, a lot of fellowship. Yeah, I just finished fresh grilling the hot dogs, so we're ready to roll. Okay, I mean, that's, I mean, you say it's nonchalantly. It's like my favorite part of the night. Well, yeah. It smells wonderful and delicious and smoky and grilly and all the good stuff in here. So we will be. To be fair, I smell like that most of the time. To be fair. (laughs) <laughs> you say you steady smell like that. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in front of a grill in my off time, so yeah. The uh, obviously de barbecue. Exactly. Obviously, you're known as a Monday Night Football bar, but whenever there's other NFC North teams playing on on a, I said Monday, a Green Bay Packer bar. I'm I'm tripping on my own words. We're both as. As we talk about Monday Night Football and big games, do you get, like, the, the Packers fan base to come out and just hate the reps of the NFC North when they're playing in primetime games? You know, the, the Packers fan base here is, is mostly a daytime crowd, so they don't come out at night to, to harass anybody, but they're all pretty friendly anyway. Um, but but we are turning quickly into a Monday Night Bar with the, with everything that's been going on. It's been just fantastic. Hey, it's Monday been Night's fun, right? Yeah. That's been real good. And tonight we're going to watch the Bears and the Patriots as uh, no team that's over 500 seems to play on primetime anymore. I'm not Yeah, this one had Thursday night game written all over it. It (laughs) did. Here we are on Monday. But we're going to make the most of it. We're going to get reactions to the weekend. Um, Obviously, because of the short show, we're going to bump Lobo Talk to tomorrow where we will go into that at length. Anything jump out from you boys over the weekend as far as it relates to football? I mean, we hit on it last segment, but Tom Brady looking like a shell of himself the past yeah. couple weeks. Like twenty-one to three by the worst team in the league, the friggin' Panthers. Yeah, that you is get rough. rid of your coach, you trade away your best player, and you get a win. So, to me, what's most interesting about like some of these close games because I can't figure out the NFL. I think it's either all garbage or everyone has got so good that they look like garbage. But even talking about that Tampa Bay game, sure, Mike Evans dropped all the passes yesterday. Like, there's the guys that are supposed to be the best are not the best at all right now, and all these up-and-comers I just don't trust. Well, and with the current state of the relationship, I don't think we're going to get uh, Giselle defending Brady like she did the last time when receivers were dropping passes. Right. Sure. She can, he can't <laughs> catch the ball, too. The And the thing to me, like, Ravens just barely or uh, scraped one out against the Browns. And I look at that Browns team, I'm like, well, you should be a bottom feeder. You should be at the very bottom of the league. You don't have talent. You don't have leadership. Your your ownership group's bad. And Lamar Jackson, you are the truth. I can physically see you. I know you're the truth. How are you only winning by three points? That's just an attribute of the current state of the NFL. There's so much parity. Like, people forget year to year how much turnover there is. Like, only half, give or take, of every set of teams that are in the playoffs – Go back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's always risers and fallers in the NFL. What's more surprising to me is like elite quarterback talent that we've seen for decades is just falling off all right in front of our eyes. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, 
Carson Wentz. Like all of these, uh, Russell, the Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson had a good decade, and now he is apparently falling off right in front of our eyes. Well, with the Brady thing, and it just at his age, we knew eventually that had to happen. But the Rodgers thing is a little surprising. The Russell Wilson thing is definitely surprising. Marcus Mariota, I get it, guys. <laughs> My boy. Marcus has been winning some games, Not baby. last week. Hey, when Joe Burrow throws for 500. Joe Burrow, baby. He's back. He's starting to look like himself again. There, there seem to be getting things right in Cincinnati. It might. Hold on, I want to make sure I don't get that wrong. All right, four eighty. It was not five hundo. I can round up. Four. He throws for five hundo. Three tutties, all over the field. He's got three guys with a hundred receiving yards, and you're like, what is is? Can this be stopped? Is there is there a thing in the AFC that can stop this? Except for the fall of some of the quarterbacks we've been accustomed to, I think the biggest story is somehow the Cowboys won without Cooper Rush. So okay, that's yeah. really hard to watch for me. Some nine, nine-fingered nine quarterback does it. I think that's pretty impressive. And Ezekiel Elliott scoring, and you're like, you're like what, is, what is this dynamic? Is this the Cowboys of four years ago? Yep. Like, is, is Dak Prescott present? Is Ezekiel Elliott good? Also, didn't Tony Pollard have like 100 yards too? And you're like, well, they, okay, just take the workload off Elliott, give it to him at the goal line, let him punch it in, be that guy. To me, if you know Dallas winning over the Lions makes sense because the Lions should not win games. Like they got the rub from Hard Knocks, but they're just not put together right either. I like the coach in, in Detroit. I like his enthusiasm, but uh, they definitely have a lot to work on still there. Um, but Dallas has some things they need to work on too. They looked okay, but it wasn't an overwhelming victory of, against an underwhelming team. So. The Giants did what they had to do against the Jaguars. And this, here's a fun fact, boys. For the first time since 2011, the Giants and the Jets will both go into November with a better than 500 record. And that's kind of like an incredible thing because that's the biggest city in the in the world, you know. And it's for your teams to not have had success in over 10 years for them both to kind of figure it out at the same time. Kind of a cool thing for the Northeast. Yeah, and I can't figure out which one is the bigger surprise. Right. The Giants or the Jets. I mean, I, I think – with Zach Wilson, we didn't know what he could be yet, but I think we felt like we had Daniel Jones kind of figured out. But he's he's been impressive this season, and, and, and at least not losing games for him. And Zach Wilson's been good. I mean, it's it's a good time to be a football fan in New York. I, I don't know if either one of these runs is sustainable. The Giants have won a bunch of one-possession games that could have gone either way. Same thing for the Jets. Jets are playing great defense against everyone they play. But thank God the Giants and the Jets are playing this well to soften the blow of Yankees and Mets fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's who probably uh, they both thought their their potential teams were headed for the World Series and here they are, the football teams that they have 100% knew were going to be garbage. Boom, both baseball teams get swept. Boom. Both football teams are on their way to the playoffs. It's bonkers. Yeah, the uh, the MLB marketing department is scrambling at this point after thinking they were going to have you know, yeah. possibly Dodgers-Yankees or, mm-hmm. or some of these big series yeah. that uh, now they're trying to, to figure out the best way to sell Phillies Astros to everybody. But I think it's going to be a great series. Going back to that question that you just asked, too, about which is the bigger surprise, to me it's the Giants are the bigger surprise because I just didn't see any talent there outside of the running back. But also, as good as I thought the Jets could have been, and I didn't think the AFC East outside of the Bills was world beaters, um, they didn't necessarily handle – like Mark Rippon's kid and the Broncos over the weekend either. Yeah. So it's so it's yeah, I mean you're beating the teams that are in front of the teams you have to. But whenever you have the phrasing I'm gonna use bottom feeding team, you have to put it on bottom feeding team. Right. Like and, and if you 
if you don't, that speaks to me. If you play down a competition, that speaks to me. Because, like, look what the Chiefs did to the 49ers. Yeah. And, like, the 49ers are, like, argued to be that thing. They're not that thing when you put them up against the Chiefs. Right. Packers and Commanders is interesting because Green Bay can't figure it out. And the Washington Guardians are – they're not great, but it turns out Carson Wentz was maybe never really the problem. Or not Carson Wentz. Uh, Taylor, Heineke, Taylor Heineke stepping in for Carson Wentz. It's not even like a change the offense or anything at all. It's just turn handed off and short little passes for touchdowns. Packers defense is doing everything they need to do to win football games. They've kept their team in it every single game this year. But with no offensive line support and no elite wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers looks like a shell of himself. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're running for your life on every snap, it's hard to be successful as a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, like, I had the excuse earlier in the year, which I thought was a reason, but now it sounds like an excuse, that before Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers never had a true number one. He would take number three wide receivers and make them look like a number one. But now he doesn't have any of those. The whole offense kind of looks like a number two right now. That is accurate. thing that's most interesting to me about, like, the struggle of their team is they knew it going into the year. They knew losing the best wide receiver. They knew not being sure at the run game and then made no effort. And there are guys right now that are available. We just talked about Robbie Anderson last week with Carolina. Obviously, there's a big conversation with the kid Claypool in Pittsburgh. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen because I think Pittsburgh might end up being um, just a little bit better than what I thought they were going to end up being. But to me, Green Bay is not in it to win it for a guy like Aaron Rodgers and a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's so sensitive, who is so aware, needs to be, like, coddled and shown that he's cared for. He is going to lose his mind, actually, and then uh, then Green Bay is going to lose him. This looks like, and I'm probably going to curse my boys right now, but this looks like the year where they had a horrible floating around 500-year Snuck into the playoffs the last week, went on a run in the wild card, won on the road every year with a bunch of offensive nobodies, and Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl with the Packers. They got a lot to learn. They got a lot of work through, but there's a lot of football season left, and I don't think the Packers are anywhere close to as bad as they've been performing. Was uh, was that the year of the relax press conference from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah. That may have been the relax. I'm expecting another relax speech from Aaron at any point now. Hey, but of all, there better be one soon. Of all of his press conferences, that's the least weird one now. Yeah, like he's who would have thought? Set the standard. Titans over Colts. I think that's expected because the Colts are uh, just just absolutely terrible. Raiders were able to triumph over the Texans in the no one is surprised bowl, and the Seahawks Chargers is kind of a neat one to me. Because I didn't have the belief in C- in Seattle the way that you did early in the year with Geno Smith. You you kind of got on that bandwagon early, and I was still holding out belief that no, like they they were kind of a L.A. Rams kind of talent, like where they would probably win some games in the division and not much else. Um, but beating up on San Diego, or excuse me, Las Vegas, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> this past weekend, um, maybe more of a realer deal than I thought, and because the NFC West is so bad. Maybe we're talking about a team at the end of the year that's going to be playing for, well, for a chance to play for the big one. And for me, the Geno Smith rise this year wasn't about his pedigree or how I had faith in this guy's ability as a quarterback. It was like literally on the field, real time, watching him make football throws. I'm like, oh, my God, 
that's the kind of football throw that a quarterback makes. That's the kind of football throw that a starting quarterback makes. And he's proven it week after week. If he gets a little bit of help from the offensive line in the running game, he'll do enough to win. And it is oh so yummy to see the Seahawks get rid of Russell Wilson and completely outplay them in week one and outplay them over the course of this young season. And they just got a stack of draft picks, a couple good young players, and they're outplaying the team that they traded their quarterback to. It is fascinating to watch. Yeah, that whole AFC West is, is kind of puzzling because coming into the season, it looked like that was going to be the yeah meat grinder. Yeah. yeah, and and it's just been quite surprising how a lot of those teams have struggled. Both of the West, right? Yeah. The Dolphins last night and the return of Tua. Uh, did you guys have a little inward celebration about him getting out there and and kind of being the part and doing it in prime time? Because last time he was seen by so many eyes was. Um, well, a pretty scary moment. Well, and another scary when he when he kind of ducked his head on one of those scrambles yesterday and kind of leaned in. I cringed. Yeah. Just having seen that as my last visual of him yeah. being carted off like that, it was it was scary for him. But it's a hope you're okay, root for him kind of situation. Whether you like the Dolphins or not, you don't want to see anybody wobbling around no. the field knowing they got direct brain damage from this gladiator sport you want to make sure that these guys are protected in a way that's going to preserve their career and especially their brains after their career but also you kind of want to police it in a way where it doesn't take away from the game like we've seen the last few weeks and speak about policing like you and i looked up the concussion protocol there's like you can get the pdf right luke it's like on the nfl website wherever the thing's like 19 20 pages long and it has all these like just layers of identifiers, and you almost need, like, an individual at every game or however you want to manage it, but looking at every aspect of it. And you would think that after a play, a guy could come out with a concussion symptom every single play. Sure. Like, it's it's kind of crazy to think by the way it's defined in this pro- protocol just how, like, physical and dangerous the game is and how I think maybe only now for the first time are we put in, like, the precedent on it and the recognition of, hey, we got to make sure these guys stay super safe. Tom Brady's got such brain damage; he's left Giselle. <laughs> like, there's like, like that's a low key joke, but it's not. You know, it's like there's, there's no reason to keep doing this thing at you know at that age. And and to me, it's just um, a new layer that I watch for that I didn't previously. Well, like you said, with, with such a focus on the quarterbacks, it is a lot more obvious with them. But in the trenches, those guys are smashing heads every play. Every right? play, yeah, and it doesn't get. Is as much attention or doesn't get noticed as much, but I mean, it, it's a violent game and people are smashing and they're only getting bigger and stronger and faster. Right. I think the next rule to change is no more congratulatory smacks to the helmet, like butt cheeks only. Like only tap the backside That's, after a oh, touchdown. Then you deal with HR. No more, no more yeah. hits. You're, you're <laughs> out of the concussion discussion, but then you got to deal with HR. So that, that comes with its own set of problems there. All right. Uh, here's a fun one, boys. So, uh, this cat, Aaron Schatz, S-C-H-A-T-Z, he Gross. runs uh, – he, he has this Twitter page he runs where he runs simulations of the NFL. I don't know if he does it through Madden or a spreadsheet or whatever. Cool. So, out of about every hundred simulations that he runs, one of them is claiming that the Philadelphia Eagles will win the Super Bowl and also receive the first overall draft pick from the New Orleans Saints – wouldn't that be, like, the most incredible, like, end to the season of all things to have this, like, 
By the way, Philadelphia could have double champs. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Sure. About that. Major League Baseball. Or, you know, talking about Vandal. It could happen there. in football. Could it happen? <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, just, no comment on the other. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of crazy to me because it's like if it's one out of one hundred, that's like one percent. I mean, but that's that's low key happenable. Like, well, yeah, yeah, and anytime you're adding a number one draft pick to a team that's already that good, I mean, you have you know that situation like the Spurs had years ago where they ended up getting Tim Duncan because David Robinson missed the prior season with yeah. an injury, but they were still right. a top-notch team, lucked out and got the number one pick, and that became a dynasty. So, I mean, these are the kind of things that can build teams for years to come. Philadelphia would not physically survive a World Series in October and a Super Bowl in February. It would be burned to the complete ground. Oh, yeah. Accurate. Yeah. R.I.P. Philadelphia. Yeah, it would be. Thank it, you for playing. It would playing. never be sunny in Philadelphia. And those, and nice. those psychopaths, I tell you what they'd do. They'd build it up the exact same. It's, <laughs> what? They, they wouldn't even build a new city of the future. No. They didn't even fix like, the crack in the bell. So, exactly. I mean, you know. They were like, you know what we will do? We'll put up a statue to a fictional sports character. Right. And we'll yeah. just let anyone who loves either movies or boxing come here and celebrate both. What are you famous for? Sandwiches and throwing batteries at Santa. Okay, we can change our destiny in the future. Let's build a wonderful city of the future. Nah, I like that brick right there. Put that brick back. (laughs) We're at Howie Sports Page. We'll be here all night. Uh, Free food, obviously, drinks uh, galore, fellowship. We're doing halftime giveaways. We brought some stuff today, so we got some stuff. Yeah, NASCAR fans come out here. Oh, we got some NASCAR stuff? Yeah. Let's go. And you, uh, you Luke, obviously, uh, with, with the Raft's horsey voice, would you like Van to be the voice of the halftime today? Well, we got a, we got a PA system for the first time because it's gotten so busy on Monday nights that uh-huh. I can no longer yell over the massive crowd. And so we did get a little PA system, so we're going to be trying that Excellent. out tonight. Excellent. I mean, okay. So we're moving on up in the world, and, and, and good problems to have with how busy we've been on Monday nights, and a big part of that is thanks to you guys. It has been a lot of fun. A lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, we've, we've been here with a lot of friends of the show recently. Um, and it's new faces to, to Howie Sports page, too. It's, oh, no, definitely, which is always a good thing. You guys have a great draw and, uh, you know, mix in the, the sports-adjacent content. And yes. I've always said the one thing missing from talk radio was comparisons between Taylor Swift and, and uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank now, uh, <laughs> Bob Dylan, yes. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, yes, yes, The yes, Taylor yes, Swift-Bob Dylan yes. comparisons is sorely lacking in yeah. sports conversations. Taylor Swift is just Bob Dylan without a speech impediment. The, that's Jacob Dylan. Everyone knows <laughs> that that already exists in the form of my arch nemesis, Jacob Dylan. That is funny. Which is a very off-air story that not many are prepared to know. Uh, we're here at Howie Sports Page Monday Night Football tonight. Tonight it is the Bears, and I tell you what, to me, watching the Bears play again in prime time, watching them play against the Patriots, fine, put New England out there. I haven't really seen – New England in full games. I've seen them on the Red Zone channel. I am over Chicago, though. Like, I, you cannot convince me that the skill position guys in this team are caliber enough to be prime time so many times this far this season. I mean, I guess at least it's not Denver again. But Yeah, uh, nice. But uh, Chicago's not a whole lot better in that aspect either, so I, I get what you're saying. Uh, Chicago has the huge fan base. You know, they travel well. They're going to watch TV. They, I mean, you're selling to the fan base, not to random NFL guy who wants to see a great competition. I think the Patriots will dominate. Bill Belichick like does whatever he wants with young quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I meant that on the field. Um, but I'm a Justin Fields apologist, just like I was a Josh Allen apologist early in his career. 
I think Justin Fields has the skill set to do anything on a modern NFL field. He just needs some friggin' help, and the Bears don't have any help for him. Vegas does not agree with you as the Patriots are favored by nine on the road. What do you mean it doesn't? I said the Patriots are going to dominate. Well, you said you believe in Justin Fields. Yeah, I do. And not on the road at home. I'm sorry, in Foxborough. I I do believe in Justin Fields, but I still also think tonight the Patriots will dominate and Bill Belichick will give Justin Fields a ton of problems like he does every rookie and young quarterback. How insulting to this game tonight that the over-under is 40. Oh, my. (laughs) It's 40. They're they're counting on 35 to 6 will be an over. <laughs> I'm not a money guy when it comes to the game. But if I'm sure of one thing, there should be more than 40 points tonight. That's not very many points. Oh, man, I don't know. Matt Jones is still questionable. Is Zappy better than Mac Jones? Just announced that. Can Justin Fields score at all? Just announced Mac Jones is able to play tonight. He's in. Okay, right but here. I don't know if he's in, but he's available. Okay. Pretty good little program today. Luke, did we miss anything? And do you want to make sure the friends of the show know? I uh, just want to let everybody know about our Howie Ween party this Saturday night. Okay. Our official Howie's Halloween celebration will be Saturday night. Big spread of food, costume contest, giveaways, all kinds of good stuff. So come on out and join us. I call, any, any reason to get out here. I call sexy talk show host. Okay, you're already dressed as that. You're, you're wearing a Lance Berkman Astros jersey. It doesn't sweet. get any sexier than that. That's pretty sweet. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything that we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tonight at Howie's Burke. Thanks, Luke. You're the best. Thanks for having me, guys.